Is is it the one where they go chung chung? I've only got one rule when it goes comes to Waffle House. I have to be going home immediately afterwards. Can't be going out to spend the rest of your days. No, 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 no. I have lit the fuse. <laughs> yep. Yep. We went to IHOP and like our waitress like left before taking our order. Like she like came over, took our drink order and then went home. Quit. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> she took your order and her shift ended. Shift's over. Had an existential crisis and was like, fuck this. I don't need to be a waitress. I'm the fucking out of here. <laughs> fuck IHOPs. I'm going to Denny's. I just watched her get in her car and leave. I was like, <laughs> Is there an opposite of a dine and dash? What the fuck just happened? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast. The Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Actual Play Podcast, whose nether regions are clocking a relative humidity of over 90%. My name's Turner. I'll be your Dungeon Master and voice of pre-, mid-, and post-show announcements, at least until I have to make a run to go grab another round of paper towels to wick up that moisture. Episode 29, the guys head deeper into the swamp and try and recruit an animal companion. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedule. Special thank you always goes out to our patrons who make an effort to invest in the show, which helps us bring you bigger and better content, and in return, get a feeling of moral superiority and some really cool bonus content. Hang out after the show to find out exactly what. Just a reminder that Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly show due to a mix of crude humor, profanity, spider buttholes, and fantasy violence and gore. Any specific content warnings will be in the show notes below. And hey, the outlook is starting to get a little bit more positive. Vaccination rates are going up. If you haven't already jumped on that bandwagon, please do so. It doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the party of five. Here's your chance. So a quick recap, the guys wrapped up their business at the Dragon Barn Hold, headed off into the swamp, remembered that Moyle floats when he sleeps, did a surprisingly good job on their first couple of survival rolls, but then eventually had a little bit of an encounter with some spiders, and that's where we pick up with Harland as Todd the Tiefling, Andrew as Moyle Mossberg, Jamie as Eldrin Thaneros, Jazz as Fate of Normir, and Anthony as Babatunde. Let's start the show. So that is your turn, which brings us to Fate. Fate, you are webbed up. Fate was impressed with Moyle's uh, fiery display, and so he has now been inspired to go ahead and show off a little bit. And so he says he kind of leans a little bit forward, taps Moyle on the shoulder, says, like uh, like Todd likes to say, watch this. And then uh, throws up a bunch of hand sign jutsus and then brings out his new spell, Mel's Minute Meteors. I thought he was going to, sh- I thought you were going to show off my fireball with your fireball. Mm, something like that. So instead of just shooting out one giant fireball, what I've done is I've summoned six tiny meteors that float around the air above me and I can fire them off at will as a bonus action, except for right now, which fires off immediately to whichever target I choose. So I'm going to go for spider number three that Eldrin winged a little while ago. It is too busy clacking over Eldrin's arrow to see your attack coming, 
and uh, they slam into him solidly. Okay. So the immediate cast fires off two of those, so it'll take the full of 10 damage. Okay. And then I'll end my turn. Melf's Minute Meteors, everybody, is a, a slightly different spell from Melf's Minute Meteors. Minute Meteors. Melf's Minute Meteors are actually <laughs> uh, little floating Totino's pizza rolls that you just overheat, <laughs> so they have like a hot fucking lava on the inside of them. Then when they go flying out, they explode, blasting hot sauce on everybody. I thought that's exactly how it worked. Yeah. Is that not what that is? It's molten hot pocket core. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is It is molten hot pocket core. Fresh out of the microwave. We know how food-oriented fate is, so it feels like it should be uh, Milf's, Milf's Minute Meteors going forward for, for fate. Because I never say anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or I just edit it out when I do. So that brings us to the spiders. The one in front of Todd is dead. Spider number three is going to skitter up towards Todd. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Todd has the bug spray on him. So the spider number three is going to glance around and make a beeline towards Moyle. Wouldn't it really be a spider line? Ooh. True. A thread good, line? Good, good point, Fate. The spider rushes over towards you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got the bug spray. Also got the bug spray. The spider hears you go well, actually, and is like, oh, fuck this guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. In fact, they have Webwalker abilities. Going to try and bite at Moyle. Oh, shit. Uh, Moyle does a 17 hit. I have a 17 armor class. Okay, then it <laughs> does hit. I thought it'd be like a square off or something. So you're going to take 11 points of damage immediately, but I also need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh no, poison? You feel its mandibles flex a little bit and pump a, a slightly minty is the word. Like it's fucking minty venom. I don't know why minty is stuck in my head. I was worried it was going to be a bleachy smell. <laughs> no, these aren't Trump spiders. <laughs> so with a 14, Moyle's had a lot of weird shit pumped into his system. So while you do feel some burn from the acid, you do shrug off about half of it. So Moyle takes a total of... Wait, wait, wait. I already have uh, acid um, defense. This is poison. Hmm. So 16 points of damage. Additional damage? No total. That leaves me down to 24 points. If the poison damage reduces the target to zero, he's stable but poisoned for one hour and ooh, and is paralyzed while poisoned in this way. Yikes. Oh, man. Could I connect? Could I cast a uh, protection from poison now? On your turn, you certainly could. And would that would that cure me? Well, let's address that when we get to your turn. Okay. Uh, that takes care of that spider's attack. This spider is going to advance on Baba. This other spider is going to advance on Baba. And <laughs> Damn. Do they just know he's a tank? Well, he's the closest one to him. The, the spider that's a little bit further away from him is going to skitter over towards fate. Hmm. So Baba, the three spiders that advanced on you are all going to lash out at you with their bites. One with a 23. That will hit. One with a 10. And one with a 20. Two of those will hit. Okay. So you're you're able to bring your shield up to deflect the, the spider that you attack. Does that one that you that you hit that's got the ghost on it, is that that doesn't have any disadvantage on hitting you. That's just if it tries to attack somebody else, right? Correct. All right. So then give me some con oh wait, you know what? You have advantage on this save because Baba is resistant to poison. So worst case scenario, you have advantage on the save, and worst case scenario, you take half damage automatically. But if you make your save, you take zero damage as 
as you feel, as their fangs manage to sink in and they uh, pump their acidic venom into you, you feel a tingle in your arm as the your pentahedron shard flares to life and the those silver threads that you guys have seen taking shape and form sprout in, into vision. Just so give me two con saves at advantage to take zero damage from that. 20. Ooh. Ooh. 27. Net crit. Another yeah, t- nice. You actually seem to somehow process that venom, and Bob is young enough that he doesn't really need Botox. But if he did, <laughs> he would have gotten it at this point. He would his body would have turned the uh, poison into a benefit. Uh, so you end up only taking fifteen points of damage from the bites, from the piercing damage of the bites. One thinking into sinking into your thigh, and the other one sinking into your shoulder. I didn't see rubber damage on it, but I, I wanted to use my spirit shield to uh, my reaction to. Uh, negate two d six of that damage. Okay, that from that can only do one of the hits, right? Yes, it can only do one of the hits. So that will actually knock out one of the hits. So you end up taking just six damage total. Okay, is that halved? Oh, because you're raging. No, so three points of damage total. My bad. Okay. Oh my god! What the? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you guys need to let Baba be out in front. All right, so then Fate, this other spider, is going to try and bite you. You didn't break out Wait, of your web, is correct? It? I did not. Okay. Now, Wait, Fate just went. No, no, no. No, I did One spider attacked Moyle and hit. Three spiders attacked Baba. Two of them hit. One of them now is attacking Fate with advantage because he is webbed. Oh, I see what you're saying. The spider's still going. Fate will a 14 hit. It will not. Okay. As he starts to approach, I just kind of grab my cape and flap it to try and gust up the uh, the uh, the bug spray. <laughs> nice. To make nice. him avoid me more. <laughs> it makes him a little bit woozy and he kind of snaps yeah. out at you, but totally misses because of that. All right. That will yeah, be the yeah, spider's yeah, yeah. turn, which actually brings us to Baba's turn. Okay. The one I attacked previously is still alive, so I'll, I'll attack that one again with both hits. Give me a roll hit. Oh, that one's not going to do it. That one is not going to do it. Not even close. <laughs> Give me your second attack. I don't think I like this. It's not doing <laughs> Instantly blamed you. There you go. Right. There you go. There we go. So I'm going to try and overhand swing it again. And I don't know why I think this is going to work. It didn't work last time. And I completely fall face first <laughs> under the spider. But... I then roll over and jab upwards up under the spider for 10 points of damage. It is barely hanging on. And you know, again, you're not from this part of the world. You know, in Sama, spiders don't poop like horses, but these apparently do because you sure as hell fell into a pile of spider dung (laughs) for some reason. Spider guano, I guess it would almost be called. It's got a weird webby consistency. It's really gross. It's really gross. (laughs) That's disgusting. And then that will bring us to... Todd the Tiefling. Not the face, not the face. (laughs) (laughs) It's in my mouth. It's in my mouth. Todd is going to strategically place himself. I'm going to run up and and go in between the spider that's fighting Moyle and one of the spiders that is fighting Baba. And with my first attack, I'm going to attack the spider fighting Moyle. Get this thing up. They made pills for that. (laughs) 16. That will hit. Okay. No sneak attack damage, just regular damage on this attack, because I think this one's on death's door. Um, What is that? I don't want to put the sneak attack, but nine points of damage. Not dead. Oh, not dead. This one is not on death's door. Wait, but that one is the, nah, no, one... the only one that's on death's door is the one in front of Baba. 
I could have swore that one took d- damage before. Oh, it took damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've got three that are all at the same health level, which is hurt, okay. but still kicking. One that's on death's door and the one that's chomping down on fate that ha- are trying to chomp down on fate that hasn't even been hit yet. Okay. So is the one that I'm next to that's fighting Baba, has that one been hit? Um, yeah, it's been hit. It's been burned by Moyle's fire breath, but it's just as healthy as the one that you're fighting in front of Moyle. Ah, well then guess what it's going let's go on with the this other attack this one will be a sneak attack if i hit 17 that'll hit with the first hit with the first hit it's actually like a just a swiping blow at all eight legs all eight legs go crumbling down sending this giant spider down to about eye height now for me and with my final blow for 22 point 23 points of damage I decapitate the spider. You hear Echo go, oh, man, I was, I didn't get, oh, he, you can tell it's a little disappointed. It didn't get to, do the, get to do the decapitation, but spidery ichor sprays out towards Moyle. Moyle, give me a dexterity saving throw to see if Todd Fountain sprays you with spider goop, since we established that's part of this combat now after Eldrin tried to do it. <laughs> Six. All right, you get sprayed by the arterial goop spray from the spider and are covered with spider ichor. No damage or anything like that. You're just covered in this grayish green spider goop. And that will bring us to your turn. Uh, So if I cast Spirit Guardians, can I use my tentacles on multiple targets? So what's the radius? 15 feet. It would hit the spider in front of Fate, the spider, the northmost spider to Baba, and then the spider directly in front of Baba that's on Death's Door. But what's the, give me the description on Spirit Guardians. I call forth uh, Spirits Protect Me. They uh, flit around to a distance of 15 feet for the duration. If it's when you call the when you cast a spell, you can designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it. An affected creature's speed is halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 radiant damage. So you won't actually do anything. I mean, your tentacles would come out this round, and then Mm -hmm. when the spider's turn hit the next time is when they would potentially take the damage. Oh, okay. So I don't roll anything or I cast it? No. So are you, are you casting it? Yeah. Let's see. We're on an island, right? Yeah. A little, a little marshy hilltop that has a, 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 a grove of these really massive willows growing out of it that these spiders were living in. Are there parts in it where there's like little puddles of water? Sure. Okay. So in these puddles of water around me, the, uh, the tentacles come out, the um, Ralashah's tentacles. And um, we'll spring forth towards the uh, towards the spiders with the uh, suction cups in front facing them. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to do? Your turn? Mm, no, I don't have a bonus action on that. Okay. Uh, then that will bring us back around to Eldrin. All right. So the first thing Eldrin is going to do is move away from this group. Cool. So uh, then he's going to use bonus action to move his hunter's mark, which... No longer is on the spider that Todd killed to, let's see. So the spider that's closest to Todd, has that been attacked yet? Yeah, it's been attacked, but it's looking pretty healthy. Okay, yeah. I'm going to move my hunter's mark to the spider that's closest to Todd. I think it's spider four. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to attack with my longbow. All right. Uh, Your little red arrow appears above that spider. Cool. First attack, 17. Yep, 17 will hit. And second one's 28. 
Both of those will hit. I arc the uh, first shot to try to like land it on top of its abdomen. Uh, and then the second shot, I just go right for the middle of its face and uh, shoot it square. It blasts out the poor spider's face. You can see the other spiders kind of recoil a little bit like, oh, God, dude, was that? What is wrong with you people? You <laughs> cut off one of our heads and now you're shooting us in the face. If you understood. <laughs> All right, that will be fate. You're up. All right. Well, I had a plan, and then Eldrin just went and ruined it. So now I'm rethinking. Um, Not bad. It's all good. Happens. All right. So we're going to burninate the spider right here, directly in front of me. Um, at least we're going to try. So if I do, oh well. All right. So first things first. I'm going to bonus action, fire off two more bolts from my my minute meteors. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got to make the DC 16 deck save again uh, for one uh, to the uh, to the spider directly in front of me, the one that's engaged on me. And just to specify, I'm shooting them directly behind him to save myself from the possibility of splash damage. Twelve, which will not do it. And then nope, a 14. Nope. So he's taking 46 worth of damage. Mm. Yeah. Whoa. 16. So I, of course, while summoning these flaming hot pockets, of course, for extra damage, have to go with the spicy. So you get the pepperoni, you get the molten pepperoni. And these things are nice and overcooked and to the point of being extra crispy on the outside. So it gets a real hard crunch and splat. And so, yeah, you just watch the uh, the spider's legs kind of like it's almost like the heat is making him try to like breathe through his skin. Like it's trying to cool off that hot pocket. <laughs> like when you put it in your mouth, it's a little too soon. <laughs> <laughs> type thing but it's just it's just dancing around and get his legs melted away uh, all right give me your regular action and so to follow that up i'm just gonna firebolt him in the face roll it crit crims give me some damage Ooh. i don't know why i'm doing it <laughs> twice but oh, the blue. first one says he takes 28 damage so guy had 10 hit points left <laughs> you did okay you did okay so while the spider is like squealing trying to like you know force air through its body to cool off its hind legs that i burnt up i see its mouth opened up just a little too wide one time and i just cram firebolt right down its gullet just right in between the mandibles and all of that just and blow its head clean off and away from me it blasts through and little spidery bits sprinkle down all around everybody that will be your turn that brings us to the spiders they are going to continue to hammer at baba Wait, do my, uh... Oh, yep, that's right. Shit, now they got to make their wisdom saving throws. 17 and a 10, so go ahead and give me damage, Moyle. One of them is smart enough to dance out of the way, out of the tentacles, but the other one takes it, takes it good. So give me your, your damage. 13 points of damage. Call your shot on the spider in front of Baba with the tentacle. Uh, so the tentacle goes through the butthole of the uh, of that spider and comes out of its mouth with the tip of it wiggling. And there is uh, spider goo. What, what do you call it? The greenish gray goo? Icker. Yeah, a greenish gray icker. Yeah, yeah. Icker. It is coated in icker and it's dripping off of it. Which, you know, I would give you a hard time about spider butthole, but we did it. We did establish that these spiders poop like horses. So, yeah. Don't think I forgot that. Right up his big spidery butthole. Oh, no. And then the other one takes a slap for or six points of damage. The other one went for butthole, but merely tickled it. <laughs> merely tickled. Yeah. yeah. Just just right in the taint. 
Baba does a like, 10 hit. No. All right. So after a grazing taint punch from Moyle, the spider is <laughs> is hurt, but still kicking. Uh, and that will bring us to your turn. I get up off the ground from falling into spider poop. And I will, I'm, I'm upset with my current situation. So I'm recklessly attacking to get this fight over with. A crit on the first hit. Ooh. Oof. <laughs> uh, for uh, 22. <laughs> yeah, that call your shot. <laughs> <laughs> So again, I get up from uh, and and I'm I'm wiping poop off my face and just like <laughs> I'm completely pissed off at this situation. I don't want I, I, I just my, it's all in my fur. They don't understand how hard it is to get this shit out. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and at that point, I just go ham, like chopping each leg off individually and then stabbing it in the head. <laughs> just. <laughs> you slowly vivisect this spider <laughs> out of spite after you've fallen in its crap, thus ending the spider island encounter. So you guys are on this island, some a little bit worse for wear. It is still midday. You guys are looking at, at one success to make to make enough progress to count today as, as forward progress. Uh, you got to get three total successes. Moyle is your guide and is rolling at disadvantage. But... Everybody give me either, yeah, everybody give me perception checks real quick. Mm. 21. 11. My mouse is tripping. That'll that'll do. Eldrin with a 21. So you don't know a lot about spiders. We established that pretty early on. (laughs) Yeah. But you do know most spiders don't eat their prey whole and poop it out like horses. These weird hillbilly swamp spiders are clearly some kind of weird mutants. So normally when you would find a spider den like this, you would expect to find a bunch of desiccated corpses with gear on them potentially to loot. And you don't find that. You guys do manage to find about 15 gold scattered throughout the webs, but Eldrin, give me a d6 roll. Okay, five. You do find a little pouch up at the at the top of one of the trees stuck in there. And for some reason, this thing didn't get digested. It's almost like it's in a solid nugget of spider poop. Like you knock it out of the way and it falls to the ground and it cracks open. And there's a, yeah, about a fanny pack sized pouch on there. And you you open it up and it's got a bunch of little pewter, pewter figurines in there. It's got like two little dagger figure pewterines and two little bullseye lantern figurines and two little steer mirrors. So this is a bag of useful items. So these these little figurines, if you take it out and throw it to the ground, it'll turn into what it actually is from the figurine size. And I will I will post to you guys in the chat what all is in here for your future use. So this is a bag of useful items. Mm, sweet. That is a magical item for the party. Now, there, obviously, once it's used up, it's gone. It's kind of a one and done deal. As you kind of root through, this is what you can find a little miniature for each one of these items. Two daggers, two lanterns, two mirrors, two 10-foot poles, two coils of rope, two sacks, a ladder, a horse with saddlebags, a pit that looks like a little portable hole from comics, a rowboat, a 12-foot long rowboat, two dogs, a window, what looks like a little battering ram, a door, and two more little bags. Instead of a robe of useful items, it's a bag of useful items. Instead of patches, they're little tiny pewter miniatures. So you guys see Eldrin, it looks like he spots something up in the tree, scramble up the tree very elf-like, 
drop out a giant spider turd, which cracks open. He scampers down and picks up this fanny pack, which he kind of roots through a little bit and pulls out some little miniatures, like little toys, and then strap the uh, fanny pack onto his waist. So not that it's necessary at all, but small bit of Googling done during this encounter. Let me know that uh, spiders actually do poop out what they call bolus, which is essentially an indigestible ball of the carcasses of everything they've eaten and a little bit of accidentally eaten webbing. That's gross. Right, well, well, thank you for well actualing <laughs> my fantasy horseshit spiders fate. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Doing my job here. Did he well actually tell you you were correct? <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 next level well actually. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he well actually around back to the start of the conversation again. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. So uh, Bob was over there throwing a fit about his uh about his fur and everything, right? And I, well, Bob, actually, I mean, that shouldn't be too bad to get off. I mean, you, I mean, most of that should just be like bug carcass and web. Just you know, get something hard and kind of. Scrub. It shouldn't actually be poop per se, but um, more of just a uh, dry, indigestible shells, um, and maybe a little bit of web. You should be okay. This is this is full on shit, Baba. <laughs> you don't know what he's talking about. You 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 don't have this sheet on your face. It's on mine. Don't you tell me how easy it is to get out. Some bullshit. I mean, spider sheet. Uh, <laughs> indeed, it is spider shit. <laughs> well, I I tried. So we each get three gold because of the 15 pieces? Yes. Sure. I gained my gold back from the teller. Yeah, well, one, one of y'all can take all the 15. You guys can portion out your 15 gold. Well, that's fine. <laughs> all right. So you guys want to have any conversation or are you just going to jump back in the boats and let Moyle start leading again? Jump back in the boats. Yeah, let's get back in the boats. I want to get to our destination. Okay. Moyle, give me a survival check at disadvantage. That is a nine. There's a three, uh, 12, 12, nine plus three is 12. Plus the other three for... is 15. 15, yeah. So 15, which is good. That's what you needed. So that's two successes. Give me a d20 roll. Okay, that's a seven. Give me another d100 roll now, Moyle. Oh boy. I thought we survived that one. <laughs> 71. 71, you say? All right. Sharks. Oof, okay. Sharks. You guys, you guys pile back into the boats. Moyle, you actually feel oddly refreshed after that. Uh, you're still very much worn out. You're still, you still got that one level of exhaustion, but blowing up some spiders, breathing some fire, and then ripping a spider apart by its asshole seems to have centered you emotionally. Mm, that would. That is something that would. So you're feeling a little bit more confident uh, as you head back into. So we're saying that Moyle gets fueled by sodomy? Whoa. Moyle needed to stretch out his tentacles. Moyle is fueled by sodomy, apparently. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't limit it to sodomy. I would say Moyle is fueled by tentacle yeah. form in general. Yeah. Any kind of oh. uh, hentai-oriented tentacle fucking. I need to, you know, Moyle likes to get those, uh, go take those tentacles for a walk. You know. You got to stretch them out. Wow. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because and part of it is wow. <laughs> it's the only way that he can experience that kind of dangle yeah. <laughs> on, on an yeah, existential yeah, level. Yeah. And that's why it, yeah. it gives him hope for the future. So it's like a strap on. Yeah, ex exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it is a male enhancing spell. You know, the fact that we haven't been approached yet by a male enhancement company to run ads on our show purely based on the content, it has to mean that an algorithm is busted somewhere. 
Okay, announcements this week. Harland continues to pop up as a guest over at the Pop-Up Filmcast, and Jamie is providing you with all the video game news you could ever need over at Three Angry Gamers. All right, here's the big one. If you're listening to this the week of release, then it is finally here. We are at the week where we are hosting the first, the premiere, the inaugural even, Gimme the Belt tournament to support Game to Grow. What is that? It is a, boy, here come the initials, D&D 5e PvP single elimination bracket tournament amongst a few other podcasts and streams to support a charity organization which uses the TTRPGs we love, that we play, that we create this show around for therapeutic purposes. They're a fantastic organization that have been a joy to work with as we put together this event. And we would really appreciate it if you check out the link to the donation campaign below being handled by Tiltify. And come on out Saturday, October 23rd, starting at noon Eastern, to see the Party of Five go up against the Blackness and Dragon, Tabletop Titties, and Roll for What crews to see who's going to walk away with the first championship belt. You can absolutely support to the campaign before the event, and then you can come in the day of the event and do donations to help provide benefits to your favorite teams. And if your favorite team isn't the Party of Five team, let me first of all commend you on your taste and your distinction, and secondly, chide you a little bit for not giving the boys a helping hand. They're really going to need all the help they can get. Again, a real absolute sincere thank you to the Secret Nerd Podcast, who is helping us DM a few other guest DMs that we've got lined up, because I'm not saying I couldn't be impartial, but my podcast role-playing children are my favorite role-playing children. You say you love them all the same, but it's not true. You have a favorite, right, parents? But Navar, the Blackness and Dragons, and Tabletop Titties team have stuck with us as we've worked out the kinks in this event. And just thank you so much to them for being fantastic collaborators on this. Also, big shout out to the Roll for What crew, who are a new podcast that were able to step up into the gap when we had some cancellations and help round out our lineup. So thank you to all of those involved who are helping us put together our very first fundraising event. So be sure to come and check that out. Easiest way to stay on top of events like the Gimme to Belt tournament is to follow us on social media. You can find us at GMDLcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, but mostly Twitter. And hey, I tell you what, while you are out there in the internets clicking on things, why don't you head over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment and rate, review, and subscribe. I know everybody asks for that, oh, I reviews, but... It really does help make our podcast more visible. A good portion of podcast listeners decide which new podcast to try by what pops up in their feed, and that feed is influenced by those ratings and reviews. So if you can take a moment, head over there. Apple Podcast listeners, hey man, use your words. Give us some of those reviews. We appreciate it. You get a special shout out if you leave us a review, good or bad, one way or the other. And if you've ever wanted to answer the burning question of what exactly does Turner look like when he condescendingly tells Moyle he can't do that, we're streaming every Thursday at 7.30 Central. We hop on with some additional content, which range from a rules explainers to an interview to character creation workshops. So tune in to our Twitch channel or YouTube or Facebook. Links are all links are down there so that you can catch that episode as it goes live. Okay, that'll do it. Back to the show. You guys get back into the canoes, paddle forward along this this one expanse of low water. 
for a good two and a half hours and finally manage to feel like you've gotten a little bit deeper east. The, the water gets shallower and shallower until eventually you guys have to begin to portage the canoes and the kayaks again. It's not solid ground. It's definitely uh, a little bit more of a, a muck swamp situation where you guys are wading through up to your shins. And up in front of you, you see what almost looks like a tornado of flamingos. There's these flamingos that start flying forward, but as soon as they reach a fixed point, they just immediately turn around and they're just they're just all flying in this circle and, and spinning around. But they don't they don't seem distressed. They just get up and fly around and, and you know stop and then and then fish for a little bit and get up and, and fly around and then stop and fish for a little bit and stand there. But they keep spinning around in this about a 20 foot radius area, probably about 50 flamingos, just this big flock that keeps just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. And, and to the north, you see kind of another a flock moving in, in V formation, because why not? Flamingos fly in V formation. And as soon as they hit that area that the other flamingos went, they actually dip down into that same elevation and begin and kind of join that spin and join that tornado and, and all seem to be moving around in the circular motion. Let me be very clear. You guys have got plenty of room to avoid that and just walk the fuck around this weird tornado of animals, or you guys can can dive into it. Uh, first things first, Fate's tired of getting his cape all mucky, so he's going to take it off and throw it. Also, it's hot as shit, so he's just going to take it off and throw it in the boat and suggest that, uh, gentlemen, I think we should um, avoid whatever strange phenomenon this might be. Uh, Elgin, do you ever seen birds behave like this? Uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, do I <laughs> do I have any sort of, uh, can I do a nature check? You don't even need to. You know, you are used to weird f- flora and fauna phenomena as part of the woods of Dak as the intrusion to the Feywild. And you can sense as part of your planeswalker sense that there is some kind of magical resonance that is throwing off the flamingo sense of direction. And that's what is causing them to keep pivoting and around and pivoting and around. So you get this otherworldly feeling that something is influencing these animals, that they're getting lost in that space. And that seems to be what is causing it. I mean, it's got your face sense tingling a little bit. It's not quite, it doesn't feel like a portal to another dimension, but it is absolutely something that you've seen before in the forest of Dak. Like you've seen... You've seen butterfly tornadoes very similar to this, but never anything on this big of a scale with this big of a creature. I was going to ask if I could use Dispel Magic because I actually did honestly put that in my bag of spells. Yeah, I mean, you can certainly cast Dispel Magic on it and see what happens. Okay, cool. I would like to cast Dispel Magic. It's, uh, is it uh, within 120 feet of us? There we go. Yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, you can walk right. I mean, it's very easy to see the bounds of this this kind of 20-foot diameter column that is rising up out of the, the ocean that seems to be the distortion because you can see, and it's not just flamingos. Now that you're really paying attention to it, you can also see like the, the, any fish that are kind of worming their way through the, the, the muck, like any guppies will hit it and start tracking along in that circle. The dragonflies that zip into it before they're snapped up by the flamingos seem to be bound to that area. So since it's all going into a funnel, like a tornado, I will hit it where it touches the ground. Okay. Uh, is where I will point my uh, my staff at, and um, I will point the butt of the uh, of my staff at it, and magic be gone. Give me a just a spell attack roll. Okay, fifteen. Okay, you say magic be gone, and 
Jamie, you there's no again because there's not a visible effect other than this this tornado of creatures. But Jamie, you again have that 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 otherworldly sense, and you can feel something almost like a bubble popping, like a, a extremely loud, mystical, ethereal. And the animals all suddenly regain their sense of direction and poof, fly out in every possible direction, including just this massive flock of flamingos over you guys, which it's flamingo shit dexterity saving throw time, guys, as these uh, flamingos stream outward. (laughs) And so relieved by finally feeling like they have a grasp of reality again, uh, let a few fly. 14 for myself. 17. 18 for Todd. 13. Come on, fate. Dexterity, go. Show me poop. <laughs> Show me poop. Damn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Just in time to take that cape off. Oh, God. It's a DC 10. Just as fate has gotten done folding his fancy cape, this... <laughs> It's like, it's a first, it's just like a little spatter. You know, like when you're out in the rain and that first little drop hits and you're like, oh, and then you realize, oh, wait, no, there's a torrent really coming. And at first you think, oh, it's just going to be a drizzle. I'm going to be able to dart my way inside. But then that cloud burst happens and you get drenched immediately. Yo, wait, 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 wait. Can I burn a spell slide of a shield to save myself from this as a reaction? Um, this is more of an area of effect. I mean, you know, it's coming from the, it's coming from above, right? So I should be able to like shield like as it's like, yeah, I'm not going to catch all of it, but to save myself and some of my stuff from some of it. Jesus. Well, let me ask you this. Would, would, uh, would it say, would shield save you from a fireball? No, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, this if it wasn't an area effect, uh, if it wasn't a saving throw, if I'd rolled to hit, I would say yes, fate. But since it was a saving throw, and you were so wrapped up in getting your 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 senior Letterman jacket folded up and in the boat nicely, <laughs> you like that first little spack, and then you look up, and it's just like spack, 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 spack. <laughs> oh, it's in his mouth! It's in his mouth! I was just gonna oh. say. Did, did he? And fate is covered in this just glaze of flamingo shit. Oh, no. No. No, the glaze. Wait, no. Wait, wait. What's, what's so great about it, what's so great about it is that him and Baba shares the same canoe, but none of it got on Baba. It was just- <laughs> Ooh, Baba got crap in his fur. Moyle, Moyle got, like, goo on him. And now... Yeah, like they flew, like most of you, Eldrin, Eldrin could probably knew what was coming. He's worked out in the wild enough and Baba is <laughs> agile and kind of darted out of the way. And it just was a timing thing. It just worked out that fate not paying any attention, folding up that jacket takes the brunt of it. All right. So last check for the day, you guys power on through, track through the mud and, and muck and the ground. Actually, you get lucky and the grass starts to firm up again a little bit. And you guys come up a little bit of a rise and can see a little bit of a... Uh, almost not a mangrove forest, but a, a little bit of a, a pine forest in front of you for the balance of the journey. So the good news is, is you're not going to be down in the water or in the muck for the last check of the day, but you guys are definitely, you're on dry land, so you're having to carry the canoes and, and the kayaks. So what were you trying to do with the animal handling, Moyle? I was trying to, after they shit, to be able to tame, uh, get one of the uh, freshly defecated flamingos on my side as a 
fun pet for the duration? Um, it would take more than a simple animal handling role to to get to get one because they're so panicked. You know what I mean? Like if do you have a spell that you could have to capture the flamingo and then use the animal handling? Mm, let me see. Blindness, deafness, or I couldn't use a command on a flamingo. Um. Oh, a, speak a one-word command to a creature you can see within range. That's a creature. Does it have to be able to understand what you're saying? It must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. The spell has no effect if the target is undead, if it doesn't understand your language. Oh, mm. Yeah, there you go. But hold on. Dogs can understand, you know, when they're called by name. And- Flamingos and dogs are two very, very different animals. I would let you cast blindness on one to cause it to crash into the water. Okay. At which point you could capture it and begin the process of taming it. Now, what we'll do, because I, I did simil- a similar thing with a uh, in another with my daughter who's trying to train a flail snail. What you'd basically have to do is you'd have to cast blindness on it. It would have to fail its saving throw, at which point you would catch it. I would allow you to fashion just a rough flamingo tether that would keep it pinned up. Could I have a hawk or eagle hood on it like they do? Sure. I'll let you, I'll let you make a little, little bird, her, bird hood out of it. Yes. And it will perch on my arm? Each day, you will have to make an animal handling check. Okay. And after you make five successes in a row, over the span of whatever time it takes for you to get five successes in a row, you can consider that flamingo tamed. And the checks will get easier each time as it warms up to you. So what does it got to do? A, a constitution save? Yeah. And mine is 14. So I'm going to say this. I'm not going to look up flamingo stats. I'm just going to say it has a minus two penalty to constitution. And that's a 10. So yes, this you blind this flamingo. It comes crashing down into the water. You're able to scamper over and net it with your backpack and then secure it into the canoe. And then we will do the tame check when you guys camp for the night. So you guys have a squawking restrained flamingo tied. I'm assuming you're tying it up in the canoe, Moyle, or where are you tying it up at? Yes, tying it to the canoe. All right, so give me your last survival check for the day, hopefully. Hopefully you will pass this one. I mean, do you do have that uh, that disadvantage rule? Oh, thank God. And that will be a nice. 16 plus 3, it's a 19. <sighs> okay. I will tell you that's not oh, no. quite enough to do it, but... Inspiration! <laughs> you do have... Remember, we talked about new pentahedron abilities. What do you have a bonus to with your pentahedron abilities? Oh, that's right. What's that? I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Uh, remember, you guys, your pentahedron seemed to grow in strength over the road trip, and you guys got a new pentahedron ability. Mine is wisdom. I know that. Oh, shit. That's a shame. I was hoping that was Moyle's. Yours is dexterity, Moyle. Oh. Yeah. If you'd want to burn your inspiration, you need to burn your inspiration. Oh, okay. Can I use it on that then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, in that case, you would have gotten a 21, which which will bring you the third success that you need to make progress and finish out the day. But we do still need to do one quick roll. So give me a d20 roll. 16. Okay. And then give me one last d20 roll. 15. Okay. Give me roll 2d6 real quick. 10. 10 little dragon looking dudes, very similar to the kobolds that you guys encountered all the way back at waypoint 13. But these guys, instead of having green scales, about half of them have black scales and about the other half of them have blue scales, are kind of in a party together. They are walking forward through the forest. They've got some kind of like, what was the the stick and a sack 
that hobos carried. What's the, the called? A bindle. Yeah, they've got some uh, what almost would look like bindle sticks, but there are clutches of lizards and snakes and actually a rabbit or two and maybe even a, like a, a game fowl and a couple of ducks hanging from them. So they've got a, a decent amount of take from a day's hunting. And they seem to be kind of kind of kind of chattering back and forth and draconic. And it kind of seems like they're busting each other's balls and like making fun, like, like making fun of, hey, you only got two snakes. Well, fuck you, man. I was distracted. That lizard, that lizard you got tastes like shit. Anyway, you can kind of, Moyle, you got to, because you speak draconic, correct, Moyle? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you got to feel for these guys are, are kind of busting each other's balls. And as they approach the edge of the clearing where you guys are at, they, they stop up short and then kind of look at you guys. One of the bigger, beefier looking guys with black scale steps forward and goes, Sup? What's up, dude? Just uh, heading home, man. Don't, uh, don't want any trouble. We, uh, we cool? <laughs> yeah, where are you guys coming from? You got any uh, good stuff on you? I mean, we got we got our uh, fun stuff. We got our 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 day's worth of hunting. We uh, we're just coming from the the pine marsh, man. Uh, headed back to our our burrow. Uh, just uh, just our just our food. Oh, you guys uh, you guys party? Well, uh, well, you I mean, like are, to party? <laughs> are you uh, are you a paladin? You have to tell us if you're a paladin. Do I look like a paladin? That's not a no. He didn't say no, guys. Let's get out of here, man. Uh, what's uh, what's in the pine? Uh, what's in the pine grove? Uh, well, I mean, uh, our game, um, and some pine trees, um, and some pine needles, um, pine cones, uh, some 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 really cool uh, moss. Um, Terry found a uh, a turtle the other day, which is really weird because normally they don't go far that deep. Isn't that right, Terry? Yeah, that is weird. I didn't. You don't expect to see a turtle that far in the pine trees. Yeah, man, turtle. Um, uh, then uh, and then, I mean, he goes on for another fifteen twenty minutes of all the random stuff you would find in a a pine forest. Uh, some cones, um, pine nuts. Uh, which are really kind of weird. They're like, they got, uh, they're really small. But for us, since we're little tiny three foot dragon guys, they're actually quite filling. We like to roast them. Uh, okay. Um, uh, could I roll an inside check to see if there's anything else I could give him? Yeah, you can roll an inside check. All right. A solid 10. Yeah, you you think he's being straight with you. You guys see Moyle just launch into a bullshit session with this pack of kobolds in front of you. Is anybody else doing anything or? Mm, no. We was, isn't this supposed to be nighttime or we supposed to be? Yeah, this is the end of the day. You guys are about to make camp and finish up your second day of travel. Fate kind of sidles up to Baba. Well, this is uh, interesting. Should we um, maybe wrap wrap this conversation up for him? This seems like it might take some time. Does anyone else speak Draconic? Because uh, how are we going to wrap it up? Yeah, we don't understand a word they say. Mm. Yes, I, I do speak Draconic, and honestly, they're they're not saying anything. They're just what are they saying? Shooting the shit, as they say. Um, let me see if I can maybe uh wrap this up for us. Yeah, prod it along. <laughs> so fate makes his way over. Uh, hello, uh, gentlemen. Hi. Um, so if I'm understanding everything correctly, and I don't know if you want to like have fate like over there going <laughs> trying to speak draconic or just talking in common, but 
Um, uh, no, I would prefer that you actually speak in a way that I can understand what your character that's is saying. Fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. she talked to I mean, hey, man, you you started in with the. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> if we want to invent a draconic language and teach ourselves it and then teach our audience space it, pass. Um, pass. So as fate comes up and starts talking to him, you see one guy in the back go, that dude's definitely an arc. And then they, they clutch up and then boom, take off deeper into the forest. Uh, and scamper off into the evening, ending your guys' second tra- day of travel and effectively ending this session. So, do anything particular you guys want to do before you camp for your second day? Clean myself. Tie mold down. <laughs> yes, that is definitely something we need to do. <clears throat> That's because of the the shard that I start floating. Yeah, you drift, uh, you float when you're sleeping. Moyle, give me your animal handling check to see if you make any progress making friends with your pair or your uh, flamingo. Did you name it yet? Awesome. No, oh, well, he, he. Um, five. <laughs> He's going now. <laughs> Whatever I named him, he doesn't like it. This flamingo is pretty sure you've blinded it and then tied it up and are trying to make a pass at it. <laughs> so it's long neck is just kind of furiously pecking at you <laughs> as you try and make some kind of overtures for it, thus failing to make any progress in establishing a bond with your flamingo. Fate, remembering how uh, Baba's Iklua works, is going to suggest that he uses it to hold uh, hold Moyle down in his sleep. Why, why, do, why can't we just tie him down like we did before? I mean, the rope worked. No, we, we we will tie him down. We will not use my yakula. <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, tether Moyle to the same post that he tethers his flamingo. <laughs> so, you know, it, the flamingo just sits there kind of squatted down throughout the night, watching Moyle drift above it, slowly seething and soaking in its hatred. <laughs> and that's in, the, in that growing spite of this tropical captive bird right. is where we'll end our session for the day. You know, people ask me, why do I do this podcast? And frankly, it's so I can use the word icker. There's no other context where that's ever going to come up in my life. And it's a surprisingly fun word to say. Bust it out in your next conversation. Icker. Icor. Icker. Anyway, it is time to thank our Patreon supporters and show off what they get for supporting the Party of Five. So, thank you to Ken, our very newest Moyle supporter. Welcome aboard, and hey, Eric, we see you, Aussie number two. That doesn't mean we love you any less than Aussie number one. You're just as special to us. Thanks for coming on, and don't let any of the other patrons tell you that the new guys have to buy the first round. Although, if one of the cast members tell you that, or possibly the DM, then it's absolutely the gospel truth, but don't listen to any patrons who tell you that. So, thank you to Don't Use Good Yarn on Bad Conspiracies. And Luke, Todd promises to spray the icker away from you next time. Next time. Brian, Dreken, Eric, Ken, Korobainiki, Lady Kiva Lagos is my spirit guide, Zork Fox, Moyle is training a captive, spiteful tropical bird just for you. Please note, Patreon support does not in fact include captive flamingos, live or otherwise other than symbolic flamingos. Or hey, if we ever get pins, our very first pin is going to be that goddamn flamingo. Well, no, our very first pin is going to be the money 20. Our second pin will be that flamingo. Or maybe our second pin would be roll for girth. I don't know. There's a lot of pin options there. I like the pin thing. Thanks for bringing it up. We're going to get on that. Yogan, Hogan, Jogan, Saga Nadal, Thomas, Eldrin is going to dedicate his next paper on the migratory patterns of the fauna of the southern fens in your honor. 
It's a one-page paper, and it just says, it's weird, it's definitely weird, but, you know, it's the thought that counts. Bill, you know fate would let you wear his clean coat. And MRJ and resident Alpha patron Lee, Baba's got a spirit shield saved just for you. And it's going to reduce that damage right on down to zero. Can we point out how excited he's been for that spirit shield to kick in and he uses it the right way and... <sighs> spirit shield. So what are these fine, and we do mean in every possible objectifying way, fine, group of individuals get for their support access to special video content like the Challenge of the Challenge Ratings, a PvE survival slog where we see who can last the longest against an onslaught of increasingly deadly creatures. They also get access to bonus podcasts like The Hunter's Party, a supernatural rewatch show with a D&D homebrew twist. Extra world lore, episode outtakes, the MVP after show, swag, input on future content of the podcast, the opportunity to name NPCs, the opportunity to come up with magic items. We've got a really special spin on the magic item thing that's coming up for people who are fans of Moyle. So that's going to be really cool. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash GMDLcast for more details. But hey, look, things are weird still. There is still a lot of instability in the world. And we understand right now that you might not be able to commit to financially supporting the podcast. You can still help out. Tell somebody about the show. Word of mouth is a huge part of the growth of a new show. You Australian folk that have recently come on board, it's a big continent. There's a lot of people. You guys have got a lot of work to do. So get good day in. Is that offensive? Is that possibly offensive? I don't know what's offensive. You guys need to tell us. Because I'm going to keep going to the Australian well. I, I'm sorry. Please let us live there. You have less COVID and Republicans. But seriously, one, nearly one in five listeners starts a new podcast based on the recommendation of a friend, relative, or coworker. One in five. Taking that person away would be like losing one of the party of five. Like fate. And if you lost fate, that means that flamingo shit is hitting you. So it is a survival imperative that you get out there and get the word out. Either way, we absolutely appreciate you making time for us. Thanks again so much to our supporters. That'll do it for this one. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs>